New Arizona Priority recruits emerge from a huge recruiting weekend up in Glendale. Let's get to it. Let's talk the names. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we've got a lot to get to this show. First, up in Glendale, watching Tommy Lloyd, watching everybody that Tommy Lloyd's recruiting. So we've got a lot of new names. We've got some players that are probably Arizona leans. And again, the priority list is out. But first, I want to talk about just a second about a lot of people question Tommy Lloyd. You know, does he understand this? Does he understand that? I came away from this weekend realizing that Tommy Lloyd not only knows everything, that he's fine with you not knowing it. And case in point, you watch Lloyd when he is recruiting at these events. He pretends to be talking with other coaches or, you know, backslapping, saying, oh, you know, how are the kids, this and that, or being on the phone. He watches absolutely everything. And whenever there's an impactful play, he's always sneaking a look. He's always sneaking a peek. It's very unique, actually. I think what's fascinating, too, about him is that he doesn't want to lay his hand as to who the priority players are. And so he generally just lets guys do their thing. And, oh, yeah, by the way, when they're about ready to commit to Arizona, that's when everybody realizes, oh, gosh, Arizona's been on them the whole time. So again, coach, I see you right there. I know what you're up to. But all right, let's get to these names though. The uh, we're not going to go in. Uh, we're not going to go in sequential order here. We're going to go in priority order. So the first, well, priority order being that the first one is the priority, and that's Carter Bryant out of uh, Fountain Hills, California. We've talked a ton about Bryant. He's about six foot eight, broad shoulders, good with the ball, not great with the ball, but good with the ball. Can uh, you can tell that his pull-up game is going to get there? He can get to the basket. Not a next-level athlete, but a Jason Tatum-type athlete where it's you know it's more than good enough. But Lloyd uh, was full staff watching him the entire time, and it, again, it's easy to understand why. The he Bryant is a top twenty-five player. He's going to maintain that top twenty-five status, and he'll probably be a McDonald's All-American when his class comes up again only going to be a junior. So you need to keep that in mind, but he can play. And on top of everything, and we're going to be talking about this the entire time, continuity, continuity, continuity. Lloyd is more than okay with taking a lesser player that he views he can win with if the continuity factor is going to be there. And with Carter Bryant, you could tell continuity will never be any form of an issue right there. He was very respectful of his players, very respectful of his pops, his coach, everything. Doesn't show up officials. You can tell why Arizona has prioritized him. And when asked after the, uh, when asked afterwards about, you know, what an Arizona offer would mean to him, he said it would mean everything to him, mainly because, mainly because. He knows that so few people 
are offered by Arizona. So it's a big, big deal if Arizona does offer you. So again, certainly a guy that uh, will be a big deal here for the University of Arizona for the forthcoming, for the foreseeable future. Carter Bryant, obviously named to certainly keep an eye on. And I would imagine, this is just a guess, I have no inside information, but when Lloyd prioritizes a recruit, he generally gets them. And I would imagine that Carter Bryant will be right at the top of that list. Again, can't say for sure, but just something I feel pretty comfortable on. So that's the first one, Carter Bryant. Then the next one that had the full staff's attention was Cody Williams. Cody Williams is another guy that makes a lot of sense from an Arizona recruiting perspective for a variety of reasons. First, he's good. He's about six foot six, six foot seven, can get to the rack has a great basketball body, very long, very athletic, or pretty athletic. Don't want to throw that around too far. Good handle, not great handle, good feel for the game. You can tell that his best basketball is certainly ahead of him, and at some point he's going to reach that potential, just kind of like his brother Jalen did. And if you if you watch Jalen Brown's career or excuse me, Jalen Williams' career at Santa Clara and how he progressed, you can tell that his brother certainly has that kind of potential. Cody Williams is also a player that you don't recruit or excuse me, you recruit knowing that his best basketball is in front of him. And if you don't offer him now and get him while the opportunity is ripe, you could be playing against him in two years. And he's an, he's an all American and you're worried that, all right, now we got to go against another kid that we probably should have recruited, but we didn't. And we're going to get to what he, he could mean to the 2023 class, but I would expect him to come out of this event with an Arizona offer for Arizona to recruit him. Keep in mind, he's already, uh, he was teammates with Dylan Anderson at Gilbert Perry High School. Dylan Anderson's already down in Phoenix, right? Or already down in Tucson, getting work in with the staff. And so, Cody Williams could certainly be that next guy. Also, keep in mind, Koa Pete, big man out of uh, big man out of Gilbert Perry, another player that Arizona is going to be on. He's a twenty, uh, he's a twenty twenty five kid though. He's a ways off, but he's going to be one of the handful of best players in his class. But Cody Williams, I would imagine, will get an Arizona offer there. Now, here's where it gets intriguing because you got two twenty twenty four point guards right now in Zoom Diallo and Dedon Thomas. Now, a lot of people might uh, say, well, why would you recruit two guys when you could possibly already have Kirk Creesa and you already have Kylan Boswell? Well, a couple of things. First, you know, Kirk Creesa being here for four or five years is certainly not a lock. I mean, he could go overseas and make a lot of money immediately. He's, you know, he's certainly got that kind of ability and you always want to be set there. And with Tommy Lloyd's offense, and he's talked about this a great deal, it's far more important for him. He doesn't really care about the point guard position per se, and that he's cool having multiple point guards on the court that can initiate the offense on and off the ball. So I would imagine you're going to see him recruit a point guard, probably three out of every four recruiting classes. Again, I have no inside inside information on that. That's just a guess. But let's talk about the first one right there, and that's Zoom Diallo, Zoom Diallo out of Tacoma, Washington. Um, he's a specimen. He walks onto the court and you know him immediately. You see him immediately and you understand why he's being prioritized by, by Arizona, why he's getting the full staff treatment. 
He's very broad. He's a bigger, he's a bigger point guard, just like a 6'1, 6'2 point guard, very well put together, broad, very broad, thick, well-developed shoulders. Um, already kind of has a college level build. He's not, I mean, obviously all kids are going to need room, help in the strength room, but you know, he comes in with an advantage in that front. And he's just good. I mean, there's really, there's really no other way about it. Um, he is going to be a He's going to be an NBA player. I would be surprised, barring injury, something like that, if Zoom Diallo doesn't turn out to be an NBA player. Um, he went against a Harvard Westlake team that had, uh, let's see, that had uh, multiple, that had a Duke commit, that had Master P's son, Mercy Miller, who's going to be one of the absolute terrors in that entire 2025 class. He's already committed to Houston, and Diallo absolutely held his own. I mean, he was he was that good. So uh, he is. I would imagine he will get the brunt of uh, Arizona's recruiting priority in the 2024 class. But the other guy that will get the brunt of that too is Dedon Thomas. Dedon Thomas is totally different than Zoom Diallo. Zoom Diallo is a big physical guy that can get in the lane, that can do up and unders, that can get his shot really whenever he wants. Dedon Thomas is much smaller physically in stature, but he's a shake and bake hesitation type guy that, you know, he's a lefty, which you love, but he can get into the paint. He can shoot the floater. He can get the ball to other people. He is a player that I think you think and you project out that his basketball also is in front of him. Again, he's not the physically imposing player that Zoom Diallo is, but he's a player that nonetheless can uh, certainly make plays out there. He is uh I don't, I don't know about taking two point guards. I'm going to certainly leave that one up to Tommy Lloyd. <laughs> but these these two are these two look to be great fits. Again, Dodd Thomas' father, obviously, he played at UNLV. Dodd Thomas uh, Senior. So, be that as it may, um, according to his son, he was also committed to the U of A. Uh, his father for a little while before switching over to Tarkanian. So, these are the two point guards in 2024 that you're going to want to keep a real close eye on. All right, now let's talk about the Bet Online Sports. All right, let's talk about the Bet Online Sportsbook. This is where you go to get everything. It's a one-stop shop for basically everything out there, from props to betting odds to futures to in-game. It's the best place to go. It's been it's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. You're not going to find anybody that says, "Man, I I can't I, I can't figure out how to navigate this Bet Online Sportsbook app." Everybody knows how to, and that's what's great about it. It's complex in that you have a lot of different betting betting odds that you can make, but at the same time, there's a ton of different ways, a ton of different avenues that you can that you can uh, traverse and it's easy. I can't tell you how many people are a little nervous about the betting apps and then they find this and they say, "Wow, I could have been on this one earlier." So, the Bet Online Sportsbook, give it a shot. We're going to talk now. We're going to talk in just a second about what a possible 2023-2024 U of A recruiting class could look like. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. So we went through some of the names right here. And I think this is ideally what you're looking for when it comes to recruiting. You'd like to see a 2024 class or a 2023 class where you've got already Kylan Boswell and KJ Lewis in the fold. We've talked about both of them. And then if you can add a Cody Williams and then a Kwame Evans Jr., we haven't talked about Kwame in a few episodes, but again, top five kid out of Florida. 
you're looking, that's a Duke Kentucky type class right there. And then you got three or four kids that are going to be hovering around McDonald's all American status. Evans is a lock, no brainer, all American kid. He's that good. Arizona's on him. And again, people need to remember this. Arizona doesn't recruit kids or waste time recruiting kids that they don't think they can get. And they obviously believe that they can get Kwame Evans Jr. And if you get him, that 2023 class is set. You're ready to go. You're ready to rock and roll. Then looking to 2024, right now you would be looking at a player like, obviously Carter Bryant is kind of your springboard. And then you would be looking at the two other point guards, a Zoom Diallo, a Dedon Thomas. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Do they basically say to both, all right, you both have an offer. Whoever commits first gets it. Do you try to recruit both? What do you try to do there? Because both of those guys are high level type players. Again, McDonald's all American type kids. So how can you work in the nuances right there? But again, people, you need to understand here. Tommy Lloyd gets this. He has a he has a very strong recruiting plan already put out there. And he knows what he wants to do in 2023, 2024. He and Jack Murphy work very close together. Murph does a great job scouting these kids. And so these are the kind of guys, though, to get it, keep an eye on, to get your names, to basically have your names all out there because these these some of these guys will for sure be future cats. Okay. Now, Tommy Lloyd met with the media and he was able to talk a little bit about, um, you know, new players on the team, what his expectations for him. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that. And he had a couple interesting nuggets as well about one player that with an interesting role, we'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. So Tommy Lloyd was asked about the newcomers to his team. And let's start with Courtney Ramey. Courtney Ramey, guard out of Texas, obviously know that he's one of the best defenders in the Big 12. And Tommy Lloyd said, I expect him to be one of our best defenders. Um, he put up numbers. He put up defensive numbers at Texas, which is obviously that's big school basketball right there. And he says he's got some point guard. He's got a little bit of off guard potential. I am invested in making him work. And anytime a coach says that, it's two things. They're obviously they expect him to be good for sure, but they need him to be good, which means that Tommy Lloyd is 100% going to make, do everything possible to make that one work. And if he makes that one work, then obviously Arizona is going to be a better basketball program for it. Uh, he was very excited. You could tell that Ramey was going to be playing a lot of minutes. I would imagine Ramey's going to be in that 25 to 30 minute per game range. You generally don't bring in a guy like him to only play bit minutes on top of that he's a good fit next to Kirk Creesa because he's a better defender he's got better lateral movements than Kerr does so you keep an eye on him he is certainly a player to keep an eye on because um I think you're going to be looking at a starter right there okay now the other one Cedric Henderson Jr. out of Campbell again we've talked about it and Lloyd brought it up again Campbell or uh, Henderson can play you don't forget for a second that he was at Campbell Watch his tape again. I'm going to say it again. Watch him when he was against Duke. He would be, he'd be able, he went out there and against Duke and Cameron, he looked like one of the better players on the court. That's not, that's a, you know, that's a big statement saying that Duke's got, because Duke's got first, what, five, four or five first round picks, something like that. And he, and Cedric Henderson belonged like, looked like he belonged out there. He's a big physical kid again. 
really good a really good uh, feel for the game can get to the lane a pretty good facilitator keep an eye keep, keep remember Dalen Terry your loss isn't that he had, isn't his scoring it's that he was a good facilitator and he was a defensive player that's what Henderson's going to need to do he's going to need to be a in that same vein right there and you want to get him probably 20 25 minutes a game depending on how he is but he's certainly going to be a key rotation player. And this isn't your typical situation where a guy comes from a smaller school and you wonder what to get a Jacob hazard, for example, or a, a Jacob hazard who comes from UC Irvine averages 11 a game. This is a different animal. This is a different play. This is a player that's going to be able to play and going to be able to play at a very high level for Arizona at how high of a level we're certainly going to find out, but you can tell that he was very excited. Tommy Lloyd in that he was going to be getting Henderson into the mix. And I think that he thinks he's going to be a great fit. He also met, he also mentioned multiple times about the charisma of the kid. And as we talked about continuity, 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 these guys need to know their spots. They need it there. And Tommy Lloyd's very transparent with them. So those are, the, those are the two guys right there to certainly keep an eye on. All right. The other recruits, obviously you got Philly B. I don't want to butcher his last name. Uh, six foot eight, six foot eight. And what, what to really say? I mean, Lloyd said, you know, I, the kid can play. I've watched him. I understand the international game and he's at what, you know, how, how much will he be able to play immediately? We're going to find out, but there's, there's a lot of big time, long-term potential right there with him. And I think you see. I think you see that, and you look to yourself and say, "This is a guy that could be a huge piece, maybe sooner than later." Now, Henry Visar is the other one. Henry's been on scouts for a long time. Very talented, going to be an impactful kid. You just uh, always all, there's obviously going to be a little bit of a transition period getting to the United States, learning all your classes, you know, learning a different language, but. Henry Visar at six foot ten, going to be starting, going to be playing a lot of games here for the U of A. I don't know that he'll start immediately, but you get the hint, you get the sense that Lloyd expects him to be one of their better big men by the time the year's over. So Henry Visar, obviously a guy to keep an eye on. One player too that I think a lot of people are sleeping on is Adama Ball, and Lloyd made the point multiple times to bring up that Adama Ball should be a high school senior right now. He should be going, or excuse me, he should be going into his freshman year. And you look at, there's a lot of kids that are 19, 20 years old that are still on the high school circuit. And coach talked about how he held ball back a little bit this past year about how he, you know, he's got big expectations for him. He just needs him to be able to take that next step. And he believes that he might have even held him back a little bit too much and that ball is re was ready to come out and ball was ready to come out and play and ball out immediately. All right. It wasn't really up to that standard, but you could tell by the end of the year that Lloyd had a lot of confidence putting him into the game. So Adama ball is another player to keep a very close eye on this entire roster is going to be fun to watch. I mean, let's be honest here. Um, Sure, it might not be a national title contender, but it's fun. And on top of that, 2023-2024 is looking at possibly being a one of the more talented teams in Arizona, at least in the last 20 years, something to that effect because of all the talent that's going to be on there, many of the kids that we just laid out. All right. NBA draft is coming up here. You want to check, you want to make the ultimate NBA mock draft. 
your second view of the day. That's uh, obviously the drafts here in three days. A lot of Arizona guys that are going to be in this. Obviously, Ben Matherin, Christian Coloco, Dalen Terry. It'd be really cool to be able to get three first-round picks in there. But again, check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. They got everything you need. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. We're going to be talking more recruiting. We're going to be talking a little bit of NBA Draft, too, to get you ready, because obviously it's going to be a really big day for a lot of different U of A guys. But again, happy Monday, everybody. Hope you had a great Father's Day weekend. Thanks so much. You have been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast.